Welcome to Pushing Forward with Alicia, a podcast that gives disability a voice. Each week, we will explore topics like confidence, ambition, resilience, and finding success against all odds. We are creating a collective community that believes that all things are possible for all people. Open hearts, clear paths, let's go. Welcome back to Pushing Forward with Alicia. I'm Alicia Anderson. And wow, do we have a guest today? I'm a little starstruck. I'm very excited. We have got Jonathan Goodwin. He is a renowned, retired, daredevil, stunt performer. He's a role model, spelled R-O-L-L. He's an ambassador for Spinal Injury Association, SIA. And I'm really excited to dive into your story. It's fascinating. It's multi-layered. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much. It's so lovely to be here. I really appreciate it. Thanks for having me. It's great. What is your kind of your career background, your connection with disability, whatever you're comfortable with. Do you mind sharing that path a little bit with our audience? Certainly. I um, I, I, I was actually, I started as a magician um, a very long time ago uh, when I was, you know, on my, my dad um, bought me a book about Houdini when I was, when I was a kid. And I was fascinated with the character of a superhero like any kid but the thing that was resonant to me about Houdini was that he was real you know he he really did the things that I read about and once I realized that you could do that for a living then I never really wanted to do anything else so I kind of was you know into escapes and magic and and all of that sort of stuff and then and then the sort of the escape world kind of took over a little bit and I started to do more of that um escapology and and stunt work in my in my career uh you know i was very successful i made a bunch of tv shows in the uk a couple in the in the states as well i made some some shows for discovery channel i hosted a shark week show for discovery channel and um and then and then i did a lot of live theater shows i was in a touring broadway show um so we played broadway uh you know a few times and London's West End, Sydney Opera House. I, I toured the states extensively. I played um, every state except Alaska, actually. Wow. Um, and um, and so that was that. And then and then in 2021, uh, I was uh, <laughs> rehearsing a stunt for a spin-off of America's Got Talent, um, and uh, I was in a really bad incident um essentially the 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 stunt that i was performing was that i was hanging upside down from a crane 30 feet in the air in a straight jacket and then hanging from the same place as me were two cars that were held back and they were laced with explosives and the idea was that i had to escape from the straight jacket and pull a relief at my ankles before i you know so i could drop into an airbag before the car swung collided and exploded and for numerous reasons that i can't really get into at the minute um it it didn't go as planned Uh, i did everything i was supposed to do but uh when i went to pull the release at my ankles i didn't drop and the cars collided with me exploded and then i fell but by that time I, i was no longer over the airbag so i fell 30 feet to the ground and i broke both my legs i suffered massive third degree burns i uh destroyed one of my kidneys i 
I uh, broke ribs, punctured a lung, broke both my shoulders, and then I suffered a complete spinal injury. Um, and uh, I got a free ride in a helicopter. And uh, that was me then in, in hospital for the next six months, uh, getting getting back to, to a new normal. Where do you go from having this life of adventure to all of a sudden um, a total shift? Like, what does that look like for you? It's just a different kind of adventure. Um, I, I think that um, my previous work, you know, I would never wish what happened to me on anyone, but I think I was uniquely adapted to dealing with it. Um, magic is is a really good uh, primer. It's a really good beginning for 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 dealing with a lot of things. Um, you know, if you're if you're learning a magic trick or ma- learning to be a magician, then there, there, it's such a vast topic. You know, you can do magic tricks with anything. And and so if when when you're practicing and learning, you're essentially going out and risking failure, being caught, you know, over and over and over again. Um, and it's a little like being put in the, you know, the samurai sword going into the fire and over, over and over. You strengthen. You learn to deal with what happens when things go wrong. Um, and um, and so. You know, I I, um, I I've always been quite stoic by my nature, um, and stoicism teaches us that whilst we don't control what happens to us, we do control what we feel about it. And so, you know, I'm lying in hospital, and I've got all of these injuries, and I could very easily think to myself, you know, oh my god, I'm so unlucky. Or I could take exactly the same set of information and have the opposite viewpoint. My God, I'm so lucky. I should have died. You know, I shouldn't be here, you know. Uh, and um, and I think the moment that you can make that shift, then everything is a gift after that. You know, I, I wake up and I, I pinch myself every day because, it, you know, I have such good fortune. Um, and And that's kind of my attitude. I think that's really powerful insight, especially for people who are new, newly injured and um, kind of rolling down that path right now. And that quote, we cannot control what happens to us, but we can control how we feel about it. I love that. I'm going to quote you again, and I don't know if I'm going to say it correctly, but because I was binge watching your videos. Anybody who is listening, you need to Google Jonathan and just binge because he's he's fascinating but you said something about taking each moment moment by moment and kind of compartmentalizing it it's it's a really good rule for for life you know um that that the only moment that we get to control is now um mm, i and, love that too um uh yeah, but we spend a lot of time dealing with stuff in our heads that that is that isn't that you know how much time do we spend, you know, bemoaning things that have happened or worrying about what's going to happen in the future? And the reality is, you know, you can't change the past, 
and we can't predict the future. The only moment that we can control is now. And so, you know, if you're in a situation where everything is 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 very large and overwhelming, you have to realize that the only thing that you you need to do is think about, okay, where am I? Am I okay? If I'm not okay, what can I do about it? And in that moment, there is your ability to kind of shift and improve. And the moment that you think outside of that into a bigger reality, you're just wasting your energy. You know, it's it's especially when you're dealing with 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 those kinds of things. And that's how I would deal with stunts. You know, if I was going to be, I don't know, hanging from my teeth 75 feet in the air from a burning rope on a zip line, you know, this is literally something I did. If I thought about the whole thing, and I'm live on television as well, if I thought about the whole thing, it would be incredibly intimidating. But 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 what I would do is I would it's called chunking. You break down the 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 whole thing into a list of of little moments and and then you just check them off one at a time. And then before you know it, you've got through the whole thing and you didn't allow yourself to become overwhelmed, if that makes sense. I love that. And I can imagine that there could be some fear like that could be equated to the first time you get in a wheelchair and move across the room and you're not walking and how scary that moment could be. And it must be useful in the way you compartmentalize and also have, I would assume, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, but become accustomed to taking on challenges that there's a lot of, there could be a lot of fear wrapped around it and adapting on the fly as you go to make it happen. Is that true? I, I basically, I got to a place where, where I had eliminated the emotion of fear. I'm not afraid of anything. And, um, uh, and I think that the, the solution to eliminating fear is knowledge. You know, the more we know, the more the less scary things are you know if you if you imagine uh a a toddler um walking unaccompanied along the side of of a of a busy highway like that's a terrifying idea um and yet you as an adult walking along the side of a of a you know on a on a sidewalk inches away from from that same jeopardy you, you're not panicked. You don't have an elevated heart rate because you know the circumstances. You know your abilities, and you know, you know all of the information that that is required to make that not scary anymore. And and so that was a lot of my job was basically learning as much as I could. And and the thing that makes it scary is that is that I did things that are so out of the realm of the normal that people don't have a good point of reference. They don't have that same amount of information or rehearsal or training that I had. And so, um, you know, the things that I did seem a lot scarier to people watching, and that was the job, you know. Mm -hmm. And does that maybe translate to a little bit to the the advocacy work that you do with SIA, Spinal Injury Association, because I did hear you say on an interview that you're doing that advocacy work because you want to provide information, knowledge to people who are going down the path of spinal cord injury that you did not have when Mm. you were like, does that translate there? It totally does. You know, I was, I was never, um, (laughs) uh, 
really bold about the Spinal Injuries Association or indeed any any spinal charity while I was in the hospital. Um, and I, you know, if if I had the opportunity to talk somebody talk to somebody with lived experience at that moment, it would have been a, a, a much less steep climb, you know, out of out of that situation um, because. Uh, you know, if you don't have that help, then you have to work everything out for yourself, you know, and it's little things, but, but little things when you're, you know, somebody waved a magic wand and you just become an adult baby, uh, little things are, uh, 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 big challenges. You know, I, I was, uh, in one moment, you know, the greatest challenge of my life was was being buried alive, you know, or or uh, you know anything like that. And then cut forwards just a few months, and the greatest challenge that I had was, you know, sitting balance, sitting up, um, and um, and so I think I think that that's one of the main motivations that I have for for becoming an ambassador for the Spinal Injuries Association, uh, you know, I think that that there's never been a better time to have a spinal injury. Um, uh, and um, I think that it's highly likely that within our lifetime, there will be a workable solution, um, you know, to to the experience of of, of SIA, um, of, of uh, sorry SCI, and and um, you know, to me, it's quite exciting. It feels like being part of the Apollo mission, you know. And whilst whilst we whilst we may not all get to go and walk on the moon, um, to just be in the conversation is 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 exciting, and and um, it's a huge privilege. I agree. And I love that analogy. It's like being on the Apollo mission. I feel like that in my advocacy work right now, too, that we are in a really um, special place where we're visible, we're more visible than ever. There's more science than ever. There's more opportunities than ever. There's more representation than ever. Not saying that there's enough, but we are in a place of movement and visibility, mm. which is really cool. Speaking of representation, like, do you mm. see disabled stuntmen doing the work? I think that that um, you know the, those things do happen, but probably not enough. I mean, from my point of view, I'm very much out of that business. You know, I, I, it was, it, it's not something that I could continue to to do, um, especially not in the way that that I, that I did. And also, I would, you know, my my partner would leave me if I. <laughs> If I if I said that I wanted to carry on, that wouldn't go down very well. Um, so, and that's fine. It, it, I I'm, I feel very privileged because you know, very it's very rare that people get to lead a whole second life, yeah. and that's what it feels like to me. You know, in 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 my pensive moment, shall I say, um, I could be utterly persuaded that I. Uh, didn't make it in the accident and that this is a whole new reality because that's what it feels like. You know, everything changed for me in a, in a moment. And, and I understand that, that, you know, that's quite an overwhelming thing. And it's quite perverse. I realize it's quite perverse to say, but I found it quite exciting um, to, to have 
new and different challenges. And I was very lucky, you know, I'm okay. Um, you know, I've got, I've got stuff. Um, we've all got stuff, yeah. you know, and um, uh, it's, it's given me such a perspective on life it, uh, that I would never have had, uh, you know, in, in a different circumstance. And I just think that's such a beautiful way to depict the path, you know, and um, I, I agree with you 100%. I mean, I, I've never walked, but I know that my life is very multifaceted and layered and, and all that because of my disability too. So yeah, I, I think that's really beautiful. And thank you for sharing that. You are listening to Pushing Forward with Alicia, and we will be right back. If you're an employer looking to motivate and inspire your team through the power of diversity and inclusion and learn more about disability inclusion in the workplace and how to include disability into your DEI efforts, please check out my keynote speech offerings on aliciaanderson.com. That's A-L-Y-C-I-A Anderson with an O.com. Click on speaking. Welcome back to Pushing Forward with Alicia. We have got Jonathan Goodwin. He is a renowned, retired, daredevil, stunt performer. I want to talk about your hypnotherapist work. Yeah. So um, I have been in and around uh, hypnosis for for 20 years. And it was always a thing. It was never a thing that I pursued professionally. Um, but uh, I, I always felt that it gets a bum rap. It's a panacea that has the potential to help so many people with so many of the different challenges that that we all deal with, and yet it is kind of kept at arm's length by people. People don't really know what it is or understand it, and and that's a shame because it, it, you know it's this amazing thing. And so I always thought that, you know, somebody needs to come along and do a bit of a PR job on hypnosis. And, and you know, after my accident, when I was sort of thinking about what I wanted to do now, I was like, well, well, maybe that's me. Maybe I can, maybe I can do that. Um, and, um, and so I did a lot of training, um, you know, and uh, I had a real sort of breakthrough. Um, I, I really understand it. And, and, and hypnosis is, a, it, it, especially as a hypnotherapy, is one of those things where you can practice it and have no idea what you're doing and it still work. Um, and, and so uh, there are a lot of hypnotherapists and hypnotists who do not know what hypnosis is and why it works. And, um, and, I, and I really do. Um, and it's actually very simple, uh, but it's an amazing uh, thing. And I, you know, I'm very lucky I get the opportunity to help people and, and change lives every day. Can you give us an example of a success story? Like, what is some of the work? Hmm. Like, if I was to um, say, well, hypnosis is good. Hypnosis is is for what what 
I term unconscious controls. Those things that that you experience in your life where you have a, a, a feeling, an emotion or a behavior that you exhibit that you don't choose that you didn't that you didn't desire you know so that could be an anxiety response it could be um you know a phobia or, or a habit um but you know it 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 goes into all kinds of different avenues and nuances that you perhaps wouldn't give it credit for you know assertiveness organizational skills procrastination we can get into like some physical and physiological things, chronic pain, um, IBS. Uh, you know, I mean, it's it's a it's a very very long list of of things, and um, essentially the the way that it works is that it's it hypnosis is learning. That's all it is. It's just learning in a way that we're not used to. Um, you know, we learn in two ways. You know, there's there's intentional learning, which is usually through repetition, how you learn to tie your shoes or ride a bike. And then unintentional learning happens in moments of heightened emotion. Um, no child is born with a fear of mice. But, you know, and it's not something you choose to have a fear like that. But when you see mum freak out because something scurried across the floor, then you're going to learn and absorb that fear it doesn't have to be fear it could be love you know it's why our partners and our parents are in positions of extreme power because they can tell us things and we learn them you know if you walk down the street go to the mall later today and someone you don't know calls you an idiot you would dismiss that probably with a few expletives move on with your day but if somebody you care about says that to you especially with a bit of repetition goes in you learn it and the point of all of this is that you can't consciously unlearn anything i can't tell you to unlearn how to tie your shoes where would you possibly start and so that's how people get stuck because they'll learn things in an unconscious way um you know emotional eating is a great example somebody that's going to go and eat a full packet of cookies of an evening uh, and they know that they shouldn't. And that's the point, is that if you would compare uh, the guy on stage in this hypnosis show that's being made to think they're a penguin uh, and the emotional eater that's going to go and eat the cookies, the guy knows he's not a penguin, but he's compelled to act in that way. The emotional eater knows they shouldn't eat the cookies, but they're compelled to act in that way. And the difference is that there's nobody standing over the person with the cookies swinging a watch or or doing any of this look-into-my-eyes stuff. And, and, and the reason is that, that that person, the person that created that hypnosis, because that's what that is, uh, would have been a well-meaning parent back when they were a kid who gave them a candy bar instead of a cuddle when they were upset. And in that moment when you're a kid, you learn to connect your emotional needs with food, right? Mm -hmm. If I feel crappy or I want a reward, then I'm going to eat something you know and that gives me a little dopamine hit and i feel great for a second and then very quickly i still have that emotional requirement and now i feel guilty because i ate a thing that i shouldn't have eaten so it's a little trap that people get into but it's an entirely unconsciously learned thing and hypnosis is a way that we can get in and just move the furniture around and disconnect those two things so that people don't have that experience wow that's amazing that's incredible 
And you just listed off like five things. I think I need to book you. <laughs> I need to have a little session with you. Well, you can. You know, I, I my my company uh, is is growing, and and we're when we're creating a bit of a platform. But but at the minute the 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 facility is one on one. But I treat people entirely over over Zoom like this, and so um, I from from that point of view, I have clients all over the world, wow. um, and uh, so if if you need some help, I'm happy to. I love it. So thank you for sharing that. That's fascinating. Like we could Pleasure. just do an episode on this only. Wow. Mm-hmm. So what does the future look like? You know, I, I've, I've been doing keynote speaking, which I love. You know, I'm I'm very, very happy on stage. I spent a lot of my life on stage, you know. And so uh, even though I can't do the performing in the way that I did before, to be able to get onto the stage uh, and, and, um, and, you know, create a little something that people are going to remember – um uh, you know i i really really love doing that and i want to do more of that um the hypnosis thing is growing and it's going to become a little a little business and will exist outside of of me doing it as well which is which is exciting because I, I i want to find a way that i can use the the you know the the medium that that i'm working in that this 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 medium to help as many people as I possibly can, you know, I, I don't want the price of it to be preclusive because um, I've found quite quickly that the people that that need it most can't afford it, and so I'm creating a, a platform which will have a very very low price point, but allow anybody access to vast amounts of hypnotherapy help so that's what project rewire is going to become and uh and then from my point of view i um i'm i love writing uh i'm i'm a screenwriter and so i'm writing tv shows and movies you know that's my little sort of selfish indulgent part of the work that i that i love doing um you know because really i'm i'm a creative that's that's my my sort of the little spark that i that i carry with me you got you got to write your movie your story's fascinating well you know what you're not the first person to say it but but my my response to that is that i don't have an ending yet that that i haven't that I, that you know there's there's a great beginning and a killer middle but I don't think I've lived the end yet. So um, give me give me a couple of years and I'll and I'll get to it. I'm so grateful and thankful for meeting you. So we wrap up this show with a pushing forward moment. So I am gonna put you on the spot, no pressure, but okay. I like to leave our listeners with a motto, some advice, something that's encouraging. Um, do you have a little nugget that you could a pushing forward moment that you could share with our audiences to I do? If anybody ever asks you, can you do something, say yes, and then worry about it afterwards. That just gave me chills all the way up my arm, back of my arms. That's amazing. Love it. Yes. Say yes. Yes, it's so powerful. Jonathan, thank you so much for your time. And thank you to our listeners for tuning in and showing up for us every single solitary week. This has been Pushing Forward with Alicia, and that is how we roll on this podcast.
If you're an employer looking to motivate and inspire your team through the power of diversity and inclusion and learn more about disability inclusion in the workplace and how to include disability into your DEI efforts, please check out my keynote speech offerings on aliciaanderson.com. That's A-L-Y-C-I-A Anderson with an O.com. Click on speaking.